Democrats in the California State Senate are trying to end gun shows at fairs statewide. First, a law to punish gun manufacturers, and now a search and seize New York Border Patrol? <laughs> Will Cuomo's policy experiments ever hold the ones truly responsible accountable? And our 2A for today, Modern Militiaman Spotlight, is on a Chicago man who intervened in the midst of a mass shooting and likely saved several children with his action. Welcome to 2A for today. for today is a program where we explore all things Second Amendment, all things that protect, threaten, and violate the Second Amendment rights of all Americans. My name is Zoe Warren, and I'm the host of 2A for Today. Democrats in the California State Senate are trying to end gun shows at fairs statewide. Well, the fair may be moving on. Yes, the fair's moving on. Well, at least gun shows at fairs in California are under threat. The anti-common sense wing of the California state legislature doesn't seem to understand the definition of the word infringed because they're now hatching another scheme to infringe on the right of gun owners to buy and sell firearms on public property. SB 264 is a Senate bill introduced by Senator Min in January of this year. He wrote this bill in the spirit of several other bills that were vetoed by former Governor Schwarzenegger and Brown, which would have prevented the sale of guns at an agricultural fair called the Cow Palace. However, the clever little criminals in blue always find a way to reach around the Constitution and violate the spirit of the law with a technicality or a loophole. In 2019, AB 893 added a section to the Food and Agricultural Code prohibiting the sale of firearms at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. That prohibition defies a court ruling that public venues cannot be selective in deciding which legal activities can be allowed to use state-owned facilities. Gun shows are legal activities. Now, even before the draconian dictatorial edict went into effect, one gun show won a $500,000 settlement and preliminary injunctive relief. They have vowed to use that money to overturn AB 893 in the courts. Senator Min wants to add state property to the illegal provisions of AB 893. It's funny how Democrats fight to transgress the God-given rights of citizens to be able to be expressed safely on public property, but claim things that are not even rights protected by the Constitution should be funded with public monies, like healthcare. I believe that healthcare is a human right. Again, hypocrisy is strategy. SB 264 would prohibit a state officer or employee or operator, lessee or licensee of any state or county property from contracting for, authorizing, or allowing the sale of any firearm, firearm precursor part, or ammunition on state property or in the buildings that sit on state property or property otherwise owned, leased, occupied, or operated by the state. SB 264 would not apply to a gun buyback event held by a law enforcement agency. The sale of a firearm by a public administrator, public conservator, or public guardian within the course of their duties. Or the sale of a firearm, firearm precursor part, or ammunition on state property that occurs pursuant to a contract that was entered into before January 1st, 2022. Lastly, the purchase of ammunition on state property by a law enforcement agency in the course of its regular duties. The adversaries of our God-given liberties continue in their misguided march to make America insecure again and are making every effort to expand and increase government power in the process. 
This is a quote attributed to Thomas Jefferson. Tyranny is defined as that which is legal for the government, but illegal for the citizenry. Well, we'll see if gun-grabbing Newsom will sign this sure-to-be-overturned unconstitutional act if it's able to get over to the assembly and then onto his desk. First, a law to punish gun manufacturers, and now a search and seize New York Border Patrol? <laughs> will Cuomo's policy experiments ever hold the ones truly responsible accountable? The country's most hated granny killer is ginning up another emergency so that he can play satanic savior again. What a rush. Cuomo has declared a gun violence emergency, claiming that we went from one epidemic to another epidemic. Cuomo didn't fail to continue the Democrat trend of violating our constitutional rights by using some unconstitutional end around. So he recently signed into law a trash bill passed by New York state lawmakers that intends to allow civil suits to be brought against gun manufacturers and dealers. They're attempting to reverse the federal legislation, Cuomo asserts. Only industry in the United States of America immune from lawsuits are the gun manufacturers. I guess he doesn't know anything about the vaccine manufacturers. Shh. Let it be a surprise. The federal law does give room for manufacturers, though, to be held responsible for a public nuisance. If their failure to implement reasonable controls to prevent the unlawful sale, possession, or use of firearms leads to illegal gun use. Now, it's a very vague designation. However, the courts have already sided with legal gun manufacturers and dealers in 2013 when New York City, under Mayor Mike Doomberg, attempted to overrule federal law that protects gun manufacturers using the same designation. As a matter of fact, for decades, states and cities have tried to use nuisance litigation, and they've all fallen short. A search and seize New York Border Patrol? <laughs> yep. <laughs> the emergency declaration authorizes the formation of a state police unit that would attempt to detect and stop guns flowing across the state's border. Cuomo's border war. The governor who signed a law barring ICE from New York courthouses has waged his own personal border war that will likely be as effective as his 2020 COVID policy. Cuomo recognizes that affluent and mobile people are hitting the road faster than he can say racial equity, but he doesn't seem to have the courage to put the blame where it really belongs. When will the grand potentate of the Big Apple finally step down, or at least figure out that these law enforcement failures begin and end with him and his associates in blue that are in the state legislature. And our two-way for today modern militiaman spotlight is on a Chicago man who intervened in the midst of a mass shooting and likely saved several children with his action. A madman with a gun in Chicago is pretty much old news. But this story features a hero whose intervention likely prevented children from losing their lives. 34-year-old Calvin Gonigan was sitting on his front porch, minding his own business and firing his nine millimeter into the air, celebrating his own personal single de Mayo. Some neighbors asked the maniac to stop firing his weapon because there were children in the area, among other things, to not be firing your nine millimeter. So Gonigan, like a good neighbor, <laughs> decided to threaten the party goers. And then after careful consideration, he decided to shoot everybody. During his shooting spree, he shot two people, and then our 2A for today modern militiaman, who was permitted to conceal carry in the state of Illinois, pulled out his weapon and returned fire, hitting Gonigan in his arms and hip. Gonigan limped inside a nearby building. Unfortunately, the goon had enough time before the police arrived to come back out of the building and fatally shoot 45-year-old Janina Ford, then several more rounds 
into the people that he had already shot before police finally arrived, arrested him, and secured the area. Now, our 2A for Today modern militiamen bought the police more time and likely saved the lives of children after he slowed the perp down with three well-placed rounds. Many of our opponents would argue that common sense gun laws would have prevented this shooting. However, the gunman has felony convictions, including a conviction for unlawful use of a weapon by a felon. He spent 10 years in prison for that one. He also has an aggravated robbery conviction. In short, because of his felonies, he couldn't legally own or purchase a firearm. The judge, Susanna Ortiz, compared Sunday night's crime to the infamous gunfight at the OK Corral. And what she fails to realize, though, is that if it was like the OK Corral, more good guys would have been armed in the area. And gone again, the lone gunman would have shot far fewer people. That concludes our program for today. But again, in the coming weeks and months, 2A for Today, we'll be talking to experts, scholars, trainers, and all forms of gun right activists and Second Amendment proponents to answer the many questions that we all have and unpack the various laws and trespasses of our rights that have already been enacted and those that are on the horizon. Again, if the Second Amendment's important to you, make sure to subscribe to the New American Magazine and get on the top daily headlines mailing list so that you get an email alert anytime we upload a video or stream a live event. And share these videos with your family and friends who feel the same, or those that are riding the fence between liberty and tyranny who need a little more convincing. You've been watching 2A for today. My name is Zoe. Post your comments or questions, and we'll try to address as many as we can, as fast as we can, in the coming weeks and months. Thank you for watching 2A for today.